today I was um I decided because you know my Instagram has not been as like as active as I would want it to be as far as like for my own sake like as far as like for my music yeah yeah even though take under my music moniker like it's not like I'm really never really doing anything music related on there either yet I am making beats which is crazy like I'm making beats and then it's like uh, none of this is being published or none of this is like out there. And yeah. I think a part of it was the fact that I used to post my beats on SoundCloud all the time. Yep. Once they were done, I would just put them up on SoundCloud. But then it would only get like maybe 50 plays, you know, yeah, a hundred after like a year, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like not really buzzing. And I know a lot of it is just because I don't market myself. Like, I don't know how to put myself out there for people to hear. Yeah, it's all about that. Hey, man, but it's not a bad idea, though, to just have it there because, bro, it could be like a year or two from now and- Fucking K dot or someone picks it up, bro. Like I need this, bro. You never know. Like just having it out there is it's just it's a blessing too. Yeah. Like you just don't know who or what artist is gonna grab it and then, you know, come up from that from that, that rise up. So you gotta just keep it there, man. That's true, huh? I, I learned you that. You know with, what you're right about that. Yeah, I learned that about YouTube, bro. Oh yeah? Yeah, like a lot of my friends that blew up, like that got like had no views and then all of a sudden started getting like Couple thousand, five thousand, ten, fifteen. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? He's like, bro, the video is old as fuck. They're like ten years ago. I'm like, bro, what? He's like, yeah, it's like someone just started looking up how to make beer and shit just started clicking. Like I just started getting a bunch of I guess during the quarantine, people started looking up like oh, how to shoot. how to brew your own beer. That's true. So like his page just started getting a shit ton of attention. I guess the algorithm yeah. picked it up. And he was like, Bro, them videos is old. <laughs> I mean, he makes them constantly, like maybe once a month. And he, I think now he's doing them like every other week. So he's he's trying to catch back up to keep yeah. that wave going. So same, bro. No, it's true, man. Um, there were people that hit me up recently, especially because I started editing podcasts. Um, yeah. What happened is like uh, some of these people would say, hey, like, uh, you know, we have these advertiser readings that we have to do like ad reads. And yeah. um, we need to put music underneath it. And they gave me the music that they wanted, like in terms of like the the stuff that they had, which is like kind of standard. So I used it for like yeah. a couple of the episodes, like about a month or two in. And after a while, I'm like, I wonder if they want to like switch it up. And then um, they were so down with new music. And then I'm like, well, you know, I happen to have, I, I make beats. Like, what, you make beats? He's like, yeah. He's like, oh, then throw one of your beats under there. And so I was like, all right, cool. So then Bro, that's, that's, dope. that's what happened. And um. You know, and then there was uh, there were some people that hit me up because of the stuff I had on SoundCloud. They were like, yo, is this, is this beat still available or whatever? And I'd be like, yeah, man, it's yeah. still there. And it's like crazy because those were beats I put up like maybe three years ago. And it's just kind of like, oh, shoot, I guess it's still, you know, it's still valid. Yeah. Um, I just feel like personally, I just feel like I should be doing a lot more. Um, so today I was uh, I, I grabbed like 24 beats that I had. And I clipped them to yeah. a minute, 59 seconds for the Instagram video. So what I want to do is I want to do like one a day, upload each one um, with like a good photo and then do that audiograph thing. And then just kind of oh, yeah, like, yeah. and kind of like just put my name on it or whatever. And then in the description, just be- put, you know, the info, the beat and stuff and just kind of throw it up because yeah. I'm realizing the algorithm thing is like a thing. And what if people just happen to like bump into, especially because, you know, how when you do the that that zombie scrolling that you do on Instagram that you don't you don't realize it. Oh, yeah. And then you're like, oh, shoot. And then, yeah, you know, man. that's how you come up on some interesting stuff. And you're like, oh, then this is funny. Let me share this one or whatever. <laughs> So, um, yeah, dude, you still, yeah, <laughs> that's true. And, no, it's 100%. Yeah, especially because I see some producers do their own like beat making videos, right? Where they're just kind of making the beat yeah. or whatever. They're just basically just performing it. And I was like, okay, like, obviously, I don't have like the the setup for that. Like, I don't have the lighting or the camera for it. Um, 
And I don't have like a studio because I don't have speakers or anything. I'm working literally out of my MacBook. That's it. So all I have is headphones. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking, well, maybe if I just did something more visually appealing with like just a, a good photo or some good artwork, you know, artwork at the end yeah. of the day is what it is. Some good artwork. And then that that audiogram thing that comes out and um, people yeah. may be. You should. Uh, I mean, I know. I mean, it's hard to give away music, but I know where I get my sounds from. Uh, what's it? Epidemic.com yeah. or Epidemic Music. Yeah, yeah, I've seen them. You could submit your stuff there. And then if people grab it, bro, I mean. I got to look into that, man. Um, I heard of them. Even if you just put like 15 tracks just to have it there. Yeah, I got to look into really it. Someone really buzzes off of it. Because I've heard of them and I've heard of Soundstripe, which is kind of similar. But Epidemic, I think, is the bigger brand. Where people yeah, go, it's for content creators, right? For like YouTubers and stuff to yeah, grab yeah. music, and you basically you they basically have the license to use your music. I have to I have to explore right. that, dude, because I've there's a lot of stuff I still I feel like is out there that I'm just not really tapping on because I just feel like I I don't know what to where to go, but I feel like I need there there is opportunity out there. It's kind of like what I'm trying to say. It's just I need to go and grab it. At least like that, the name blows up, and then once you get the name going, then shit. Everything else just comes with it, man. Yeah. You got to build a a brand to the name so everyone can come click on it. Yeah, exactly. That's true, man. Yeah, and no, I, I definitely got to get on all that. I knew what I need to do is I got to make a list and like a to-do thing because I need to get organized <laughs> yeah, with that. Nah, you know. Bro, don't worry. I'm on that same page right now. I'm barely trying to finish up the website. I'm still trying to figure out what who I'm going to use for it for the photography. I'm like battling on who to pay, like who should, which one's going to look more professional, but- yeah. I'm trying to also keep it simple. I don't want to like oversell it. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, so man. That, that's the hard part, bro. Cause I'm looking at it like, oh, that's going to look too, like, oh, I'm too professional. I don't want to look like, oh, I'm $1,000 a session type of guy, but I want to look like, you know, it's still worth the dollar I'm going to charge you. Yeah. For work. So it's like, it's a hard battle right yeah. now. Kind of the same with you're like saying, like, who to look into. I'm, it's kind of like being lazy about it. Cause I'm like, fuck. Like, I know it's going to just bring a lot more work once I get it up and running, start advertising and start moving it around. Yeah. The business side of anything creative is always like the harder part for creatives because yeah, we don't really want to deal with numbers or contracts or agreements or things that, you know, we just want to put our art out there and people just kind of acknowledge yeah. it, admire it. But then it's like at the end of the month, it's like, you know, bills are due. So then that's when it hits you. And then you're <laughs> like, oh, shoot, maybe I should start uh, thinking about this in a little bit more serious context. Yeah, and that saying that man is legit the truth, and I think that's what really comes with putting that a really hardcore grind to it is realizing that even though you could save and then put a lot of time into it, is are you really going to start pushing that extra envelope on your own work and creativity? Yeah, to start selling it for the volume that it's worth, so you could get through at least your bills and the normal stuff, so you could you know survive. So yeah, yeah, it's a lot of pressure, man. A lot of pressure. No, that's true. <laughs> that's true, man. Nah, dude, I feel you on that, dude. It's it's crazy, dude. Um, but I mean, you got a lot of good stuff, dude. Your your stuff is pretty much you. You have the knowledge, you know what I mean? Like it's not like you're some beginner yeah. coming up, you know. Yeah, I just it just feels like it though. That's what's scary, I guess. I I'm not. I mean, we're all our own worst critics. I get that. I've always understood that because I've always pushed myself to do the work hard. But it's still to realize that I've even been able to take photos for half the people that are putting a big ass responsibility in my hand to capture certain moments it's like it's mind-blowing yeah like, damn these dudes really trusted me to do that like damn that's true and then again the photos come out good but i'm just like in my head i'm just like uh, they came out the way i expected them to come out because i already knew what i'm capable of but 
Like, well, yeah, like the compliments are dope, man. I love them. I love every angle of it. I just always freak out because I'm like, bro, they look so simple to me still. They don't look. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, I'm not a. But it's crazy because like I printed some out, and, like I got some hanging on my wall, and I trip out when I stare at them because I'm like, bro, they look like they look legit. Yeah, like, yeah. They, they look good, but I'm like still kind of like, nah, I could probably do better. Like, start beating myself up a little bit. Yeah, so. nah, man. Even dude, when I see your stuff, it looks legit, dude. I share it to a lot of Thanks, my friends, bro. especially during the protest. You know, you had a lot of great shots, and obviously because I work at the station. Um, I shared some of that stuff and people are like, well, this is really good, really good photography, especially because you were in the Pasadena ones and we're in Pasadena. So I always feel like, oh, okay, maybe they'll like it more because it's like our neighborhood, you know, it's like our backyard. But, um, you know, uh, I guess because the Pasadenas weren't as crazy as like the West LA stuff, (laughs) um, you know what I mean? It's like at the end of the day, you got to chase the crazy stories, you know? Um, that they admired yeah. it. And when I saw it, I was like, yo, that's legit photography, man. This is crazy. And I'm always like, man, like JV really like, he's like, he's there. You know what I mean? He's like a pro photographer. You know what I mean? You're not doing the, the student, you know, I'm still learning, taking classes or anything like that. You know, yeah. what I mean? you're already like, yo, I need, I need my business card this is my rates, you know, yeah. hit me up or whatever. <laughs> and, um, yeah, dude. And I remember you did that music video, bro. Um, What's what's the, the dude's name that was he was featured on that Spanish channel and I think it was the Oh yeah, Ruben. Ruben yeah, Sandoval. Ruben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Ruben. Yeah, yeah he's man. cool, man. He's um man, hit like so like that, that's what I'm saying. Like that kind of work there. Like at first I thought it was like just another artist like coming up, but I mean I already my the manager already had talked to me and gave me his insights. Oh, like he's been on The Voice and I was kinda like, All right, like that's cool. Like, you know, people get on American Idol, like that's not a big deal to me. Like Yeah. But then like he started showing me like the videos, how much views they had, and then I started realizing like how important this this guy was and I was like, Holy shit, like he has a fan base. Yeah. And his manager was like, This is gonna be like the first big video he's gonna drop. So there's a lot of like I don't wanna put too much pressure on you, but you know, there's a lot of pressure like yeah don't feel that way and i'm like bro what the fuck so like i remember thinking about it and looking at the shots we were getting and just trying to like edit in my head while we were shooting and then Mm -hmm. to the last videos we did and then realizing that his manager's brother is like this big time like musician that played back in the 60s and 70s and like is a big part of universal and sony like like big guys know his name. Dang. Like if you mention him, like you're getting into the studio, you're getting past like security because of, and I was like, bro, what? Yeah. Like, bro, it was insane. I had some weird like sit downs where they just were name dropping like artists that I looked up to as a kid. And I'm just like, bro, what? Dang. Like, that's insane. bro. Wow. Like, and they're just talking about them. Like, I mean, they're normal peeps, but they're talking about them. Like they're friends and talk to them daily. So I was just like mind blown by that. Cause I was like, bro, what? <laughs> that's like, great. And I could see the manager see my face and he would tap me like, bro, I told you, like, you know, I'm plugging you in. Like, this is a, a big, a big job for you. And I've, I'm, to this day, I always thank him, man. Cause that, that was a big opportunity and I'm happy he trusted me with that project. And I think we're three videos up so far. And I think we got one more to release uh, that we filmed last year. I've uh, been holding them in the in the archives, man. Just That's releasing crazy, as dude. we go, which is smart. But yeah, man, I'm super dope and, and blessed to have those projects under my belt. Yeah. No, that's legit, dude. When you told me, when you showed me that you were on uh, national TV, I was like, what the? <laughs> bro, that's mind-blowing. <laughs> it was a dream, bro. A dream come true for sure. Yeah. that's, that's And that's a crazy part, man. Like that, and like you were saying, man, like just like, and we were saying earlier how small the world got when that happened. Like, yeah, just 
blew my mind like that. And then I was doing those studio photo shoots with that dude, Richie Evans, who's uh, from Games Camp. Yeah. Or was from Games Camp. But like to sit in the studio and hear the conversations he was talking about, the artist names he was dropping, like dudes he was lively calling in the middle of the sessions. I'm just sitting there like, bro, like, and he would like warn me like, bro, these guys might walk in the studio. So like, you know, just be prepared. And I'm just like, bro, what? Like this world's getting smaller. Like I looked up to Richie when I was listening to hip hop because I was in the mixtape like world at that time. He was, it was around like the Daft Piff era, like the oh, huge okay. Daft Piff era. So yeah, yeah, that was like when Marathon came out and like his stuff, everyone was dropping shit on there. So like, yeah, man, like it's crazy that he even reached out to me for that. And I, I thank him for that too all the time, bro. Those are big blessings. That's dope, man. Uh, truly blessed to work with those guys. Yeah. No, that's all it is, man. Portfolio, building up your, basically it's like, that's your resume, you know? So that, yeah. that's really dope, dude. I think like for me with this whole podcast thing, it's opened up um, more doors. I think uh, different, different opportunities than what I was expecting. Yeah. Um, I didn't think I'd be the engineer for you know, um, Ian Hap's podcast, who's a outfielder for the Chicago yeah. Cubs, you know, that's crazy, the dude has man. like my guy have his contact info and the dude sends me his episode and, you know, there's short episodes and it's crazy to see that it's three cup players or two. Now one of them got traded, Zach short, got traded to the, to the Tigers. <laughs> so I wonder how that's going to play out now. Um, but like, it's crazy. I'm like, you know, when they told me like, yo, uh, there's this new podcast we want to help. We need help with, and it's with this. He's Bro, a baseball, he's a pro athlete. I'm like, all right, cool. And then, uh, yeah, yeah hit up my homies who are like Cubs fans, and I'm like, hey, do you know Ian Happ? He's like, what? He's like, yeah. I was like, I'm editing yeah. his podcast. <laughs> no way, that's so cool. Um, but you know, like oh, yeah. like any pro athletes podcast, like I I like Ross Stripling's podcast. It was cool. Yeah. You know, sucks that he's gone, I, but you know, yeah, his stuff's pretty decent. And, you know, that's what's crazy, though, you naming people like that. Like, I went through a bunch of uh, podcasts recently just to skim through all of them and just to see quality-wise and what people, how much effort they're actually putting into it. I want to say a big percentage of them are high-quality podcasts, but the big portion of them are just, like, whatever, bro. Like, standard, regular hand mic, like, USB or just 3.5 mic to, to the computer. Like Yeah, yeah. They're, they're all- not giving a shit about quality. Just no. About the content. Yeah, that's what it is. It's, and I thought that was dope. That's what it is. I, I did, Um, I, I told uh, my homie Sonny, who's the third host of the sports pod, I, I had told them about a couple of the ones I was um, editing, uh, a couple of the other shows I was editing and who the hosts were and stuff. And um, I know he had mentioned like, yeah, like obviously um, there's like a bit of politics with the whole, um, if you're a big name, like you don't really need to yeah. have the quality behind it because it's really your name that's going to get people to want to yeah. listen to it. So <laughs> you're just clicking it for the name. Yeah. So obviously you could be in the Apple 200 charts and be, you know, um, I don't know. It could be Michael Jordan starting a podcast right now. And he's yeah. like, yo, my podcast is going to be my Zoom call audio. <laughs> just, and that's <laughs> yeah. it. And people are going to watch. And people yeah. are going to listen to it. And it's going to be like at the number 10, number 12, number 20, top 20 in the Apple charts because it's Michael Jordan. So um, it, it, yeah. things like that happen. And I do get bummed out because I personally don't like hearing the internet uh, quality stuff because it just makes me yeah. feel like. I don't know. It just gets to me. But then that's that's the audio nerd in me. You know, I know I'm not the casual yeah, fan. Same man. Same. I'm not the casual listener. And I know I get that, frustrated when I hear that. Yeah. I'm like, fuck. 
Like, dude's really on the top 100 with this, bro. Like, what? Yeah. And it's crazy because... <laughs> I'm all like, I got all this gear. <laughs> yeah, dude. And it's crazy because, like, a lot of these sites um, that, that host that stuff, not just Zoom. Zoom's, like, the video portion of it. But, like, yeah. for audio, I know it's... Um, was Zencaster and Squadcast. That's basically, like, yeah. that's what they do. So, I could, like, we I could sign up for Squadcast. And what Squadcast gives for me for a monthly fee is... I send you the link, you click it. I can send your brother the link, he clicks it. I can send Alex, my co-host, the link, he clicks it. And all four of us can jump on. And what Swadcast will do is it'll record us separately. And then we can edit it afterwards. But the quality of that audio is going to sound like you're like on a, like, like that internet, like that internet Skype audio. So, you know, it's kind of like a little hollow and stuff. It's not like the full version of like what you record in your DAW or what you record in the roadcaster. It's more like... Like that. Got it, got it. Yeah, it's like being on a Skype call without, you know, sounding like on the phone. So that's what it does. And I guess their whole thing is, and I guess there are other tools that they throw on there. They compress the audio for you. So you don't even have to worry about being at negative 16 luffs for the, for the, for what Apple requires in the loudness. Um, But I I don't know. To me, I don't like it too, because then you're too dependent on everybody having great audio. I mean, great internet. Because one of you has weak internet, yeah, then that, then you get all the little blips and all the glitches and all that, and the little pops and, I was about to say and that, all that comes up, and it's annoying. That top notch stuff. So that's that's where it it lacks. So I I am a big advocate um, for people getting their own gear, getting your own interface, getting your own mic, getting your own DAW to record into, and just like tape man, sync it, man. If you're not in the same room, or if you are in the same room, then crazy. get a roadcaster and plug in all your mics. Bro, it's funny you say that because I just uh, with Trey from a. Uh, the wholesaler root crew, like he, I've been trying to pump him up to do that because I've had my roadcaster for so long. But I mean, his ideas were different than what I wanted to do, so we never really teamed up on making a podcast together. Mm-hmm. But he recently, bro, he just bought a, a roadcaster. She got there, I think, yesterday. <laughs> he was like, "Bro, I'm ready." Like he's like, "Because since we got the warehouse, we're gonna uh, put a. He wants to put like a build a little, uh, basically, an audio room, so we could put a full like table." Yeah, yeah. To do like full podcast, even if we need to rent it out to someone that wants to do like a show or something, we could have that space. To That's it dope. Too. But mainly, like I told him though, what I, I thought of it being more than just a booth, more of a thinking room, because this dude's metaphors and like he writes some really deep stuff. So I told him that'd be a cool space to go into, like when you want to just zone out. You know, it's quiet. Yeah. You know, it's gonna be nice and cool in there, and then we'll be able to have at least just all the like all the mics and everything for him whenever he needs to just record, just to let out those. The thoughts. Uh, either those emotions or those thoughts yeah, that he needs to just, instead of writing them all the time, you know, he can just talk and then yeah. go back to him and That's smart. touch him up. So he he was pumped. Yeah, he's pumped about it. And he's funny because I'm like, dude, my cousin bought a roadcaster. I think uh, my friend's other brother does podcasting. I made him buy one because I was like, dude, it's the equipment is so worth it. Like it, it's so valuable and it's so cheap in a weird way. Like yeah. you can do so much with it. Like, yeah. and it it's so handy. So yeah, man, on that note, yeah, that's why I feel weird hearing bad quality on the internet because there's so much product and uh, like available gear everywhere that's affordable. It's not expensive. So, I mean, besides these, I heard these are like really back ordered already. Yeah, because I think and it goes to that because they're affordable, bro. Like you compare this to the Shure SM7B, um, it's a $300, $400 mic. It is a better microphone, I will say that because um, yeah. my buddy uses it. Chris Van Vliet just got one. He had the pod mic and then he upgraded to that one and he realized like, oh shoot, what yeah. the heck I was missing out. Um, I get it. That's like the, probably the, uh, the, 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 
yeah, yeah. the pod mic of all of them. But um, but you know, for a hundred bucks, man, you get four of you get what well, you would have got for one of those. You get four of these. Um, so I could see why they're on back order because I'm sure people just opt for this one, you know. And it's a good one. It's a good little good yeah. to go one too. Take it with you. Well, like yeah, and like the one Joe uses, the podcaster, which is. Not the roadcaster, it's the podcaster, I think. Oh, the the, the Procaster mic? Or is it the Procaster? I think it's the Procaster. Yeah, it's called the right? Procaster. I forgot the name of it. Yeah, it's the big version of this oh, bad no. boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called the Procaster. It's like, because, yeah, the mixer is called the Roadcaster. And I think the mic is called the Procaster or something like that. Procaster Go or something like that. Um, And then. um, Yeah, that, that bad boy is good, bro. I, I remember. So, man, I'll tell you a funny story about that mic. So, yeah. I, when I was working at Best Buy, Road had just made a deal with us. Yeah. And they were giving those shits half off, bro, for employees. No way. And I was like, should I buy it? And I was like, nah, dude, I don't really podcast. Like, at that time, I wasn't really into it. So, yeah. And I was like, now nah, I only do like rap sessions with my friends. Like, that's not going to work. Yeah. And, bro, I could have got them for a buck fifty each. I could have bought like five of those things. Dang. And I delayed it. To this day, I look at those prices. I'm looking at them I'm like, damn, man, it's too expensive for a mic, bro. These, I mean, the $100 mics is dope, but. Yeah, like you said, uh, when it comes to quality over, you know, with with the, the I guess with the price value when it comes, these are good quality. Mm -hmm. If you want better, you got to pay that extra dollar just for that sound. Yeah, that's all. That's all it is, man. Um, I think I learned that uh, you can go with inexpensive gear, and I mean, there's way cheaper gear than what we're using in terms of like if you look into like Behringer products, oh, yeah. you know. But um, <laughs> you know, the only things that you are going to be doing more work in the back end with all the editing and all the filtering out yeah. and all the, all that other stuff. Um, and that's just kind of what you're paying for. Um, so it's like either buy a bunch of plugins to make up for that or, or get yourself some <laughs> good gear and you don't have to, you do little minimal to, to nothing on all that. Yeah, um, either you, so yeah, you pay for the person to edit or you pay for the gear to just help you out. Yeah. So it makes it easier to edit. You know, my buddy, he went to a studio to record at a professional studio and yeah the vocals came out way cleaner than i think if if he had bought something and just you know i mean i guess he could do it at home but again he would have to somehow figure out how to emulate what he had in the studio so it's yeah. it's one of those things where it's a give yeah, and take studio gear is crazy man i was talking with the engineer when he was there before uh richie got there to set up like he was, i was just talking to him about like mics and stuff and he, He's just showing me the quality, bro. And I, I was like, bro, play it like with no beat. And I was just like, bro, it's so crisp. Like, yeah. And he was showing me like different audio. He was like, bro, these are like, he showed me some drums that they sent him. Uh, someone played for me. He was just showing me like that quality. He's like, bro, that was recorded in the living room. I could hear it. Yeah. And then right away, I was like, oh, yeah, bro, the, you could hear that shit. It does not sound crisp. There's no, like, he was like, I could probably fix it. Yeah. But it was going to take a shit ton of work. And he was like, I'm not really for that. I'd rather them just, Either bring the drums to here, we'll figure it out here. <laughs> I'm just like, bro, that's insane, bro. Like that much sound like really makes a difference in, in someone's ears that's really looking for it. So yeah. Like me and you, man, we real picky with it. I mean, at least I'm real picky with it. Yeah. I get like a little like what's going on, man? Like it, it'll draw me away from a show if I, if the audio is whack. Yeah. That's for sure. That's true, man. Speaking of saying that, bro, complimenting your guys' show. That I was listening to it uh, yesterday. I was trying to catch up to the Friday uh, episode you guys dropped. Oh, yeah. That was insane. Sounds good, man. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Yeah, man. Sounded good. Um, it was crazy. Last, so, so last week, we, we usually record on Tuesdays, which is why I was like, I don't know if I'd be available. But um, uh, my boy's taking a week off. Um, you know, I, I think we're just not going to do a show this week. Um, 
because of all the rescheduling of games. So we don't even know what's yeah. what right now. I was gonna say you don't want to just talk about like the same thing you guys kind of talked already pre on that episode. That's so yeah, that's what happened, dude. Changed. Is once Wednesday hit and the walkouts happened, it was like, oh, yeah. now it's gonna look like we're talking about these games and making it all fun and poppy. And it's like, no, there's something serious happening right now. And like the tone of yeah. all sports is completely different um, from yeah. Wednesday and on. And it carried over the weekend too. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And it was just one of those things where it's like, uh, I think on Wednesday we were talking and we're like, yo, I think we were going to have to re-record um, pretty much the majority of the LA sports stuff. Um, we'll probably only yeah. keep the Barcelona messy stuff because that's the only kind of thing that's kind of like evergreen you know it's not like a dated thing it's more like yeah that happened he doesn't want to be there so you know we had that and then we'll just keep the recap of the la galaxy versus lafc because that's a big game like for people in la which is what the idea of the podcast is that we're supposed to we're we're trying to do a sports pod for la um by la natives you know what i mean all three of us grew up here and stuff i really love that idea that's what i originally wanted to do my little brother um more on the Fortunately, not too big of like the basketball, like not deep. Like we watch it, but not like heavy into it. So that was the reason we kind of stepped back because we're like, we could do the football, soccer, and, and baseball. But he's like, bro, we can't just leave out basketball. He's like, if we do that, it's going to sound funny. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, let's just hold off until we get like more acquainted with it, like caught up what's going on. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. But even to right now, like I think he's he's more on the, the fences of just doing uh, strictly like baseball, Dodgers, and just like the whole major league, like really break down the the details of all the stuff that they go through. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm working on them with that. He said he wants to try to put it out, hopefully, uh, beginning uh, around the, the playoff season. I think that's what I've realized when we, when right, we were in like in the fifth episode or non, like I realized like uh, it, it it is kind of tough to commit to doing all LA sports when you there, there's yeah. certain ones you love more than others. So like I'm I'm a big <laughs> basketball guy and I'm a big NFL guy. I like baseball like I know it enough to follow it, uh, but I don't know the league like that. Like I don't know MLB like that. I follow the Dodgers. So I yeah. can be I can sound very Dodger centric, but I don't know if that's hundred percent the best uh, approach when um, you also need to kind of think about who the opponents are and how good are they, you know, versus just. Yep. Just you talking about the Dodgers and kind of geeking out about the Dodgers or getting frustrated with the Dodgers, you know, so things like that. Yep. Um, and then um, we still haven't touched hockey because both the Kings and the Ducks just didn't go to that tournament in Cal- in Canada. So there was no need <laughs> to talk about them. But I know it's going to get tough yeah, for me yeah. uh, when it comes to especially for the Anaheim Ducks because it's it's I don't I really don't know anything about the Ducks like that. So it's going to be a little yeah. tough. Um but luckily, Alex is an NHL guy, so I think he'd be better um, in in bringing that in. Um, he, you know, Alex is more soccer. I mean, we're both pretty even on soccer. Um, he's more heavier on baseball than I am. Um, I'm more heavier yeah. on NBA than he is, so I usually take the NBA load. And then um, he's big on MMA and wrestling. Um, so I casually will follow that, but he knows more of the details and the culture. It's all about the culture. He knows the culture of that sport better than I do. Um, I know NBA yeah. culture better. I know NFL culture better. He's starting to follow the NFL again because he's a Rams guy, but you know, he hasn't really gotten the gears nice. going yet, but he's hoping this season when it comes up, it'll be the season where he'll really follow it like that. 
Um, fall, yeah, fall into but it. we're learning as we're working together, like where our strengths and weaknesses are. And then we added Sonny, who ideally is a LAFC guy. He came in because he was a LAFC fan and we were both Galaxy guys. And it felt weird because, you know, with soccer, it's like a different type of rivalry. You know what I mean? You got the supporter yeah. groups, you got the chance, you got like, it's different. You know what I mean? It's not like a Clickers Clippers where it's just two teams and, and the fans just don't, you know, they don't like each other. But there's not like this culture of hate towards each other. Yeah. If you ever need a guest, uh, my cousin actually shoots for them, does the photography for LA Galaxy. So. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's cool, dude. Yeah, no, we'll definitely get him on. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, lives down, you don't live too far from here, so. And you, I definitely would love to bring you guys, um, if we can, for like, especially when the playoffs start. Because that's my thing, is oh, that I feel like the playoff talk and on is where it gets a little bit more like fun to talk about. I won't shine on that, You know, bro. that's where it gets more fun to talk about it. Um, it's weird to talk about regular season, you know? Um, and I think if the NBA was in a regular season, I don't think I'd want to be too hyped talking about it, but because it's, this bubble was in the playoffs, it's like, well, every game kind of matters. So we got to like really do the recap. And then with the LA Galaxy, LAFC stuff, like we definitely want to cover both teams. Um, but like, it's just cool when they're both playing each other. And then we realize that when they're not playing each other, it feels (laughs) like we're, recapping two different games and then it's like we really don't know anything about that other team that they just played we just know that the galaxy lost or the lafc won and it's just kind of like uh i just don't (laughs) want to sound like i'm filling in a lot of stuff or doing a lot of filler talk but um you know i do a lot of research i definitely look up stats and all that just so that when i'm talking i have my points i don't come off like i don't know exactly what i'm doing and yeah, thankfully for youtube you can just click on highlights and you can kind of see you know what what stuff mattered so (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Now, yeah, my brother, bro, he's um, he's a sports fanatic, so he he'll give you guys a lot. Like he once you get him going, bro, he won't stop talking. <laughs> so he's a he's a definitely someone good to have on. I, when I talk with him, I sometimes just sit there like, bro, I'm not, I haven't said nothing. You've just been going at it for the last like ten minutes, fifteen minutes. And the thing is, too, is that like we've been wanting to grab people that can do what, what like what we're doing right now, where we're just like we're recording and then we're tape syncing because usually we do like a Zoom call. And then you join and then yeah. we just send each other the files and then we, we I edit or he'll or Alex will edit and we just basically line everything up. We clean out the audio, we clean out any background noise, we EQ, we compress, and then we just got to make sure that it's nice. like the loudness is just ready for Apple Podcasts. And that's pretty much it. But like, you know, we're big on the quality because we're just starting out. And that's one of the things that I learned is that like, yeah. especially for us, like, you know, like you, me, everybody that is not an, a professional athlete that can get away with Zoom audio. Um, it's important to establish yeah. the quality first before, you know, I, all that. And, sounds good, man. I can't lie. Like the first few times I heard it, I was like, man, it sounds like, not that it's not, but it was like, man, it's a legit sounding podcast. Like from someone that I know, yeah. you know, like this shit sounded professional as fuck to me. Like right away, I was like, man, I need to like really pay attention to how you guys started that, like how to set that part up. Cause that's always the hardest part is, but also trying to be the different sounding podcast is the way I look at it. So that's why like to me right now, I've been like real nitpicky about how I want to do things uh, moving forward. Cause I've been doing, I still have, I have so many episodes I've never, I have not put out. I just recorded all of them. Just have literally sitting on them. Yeah. But it's cause I, I just keep listening to them. I'm trying to figure out like, all right, what do we need? That's going to actually grab attention that I feel is a little more than just the average podcast. You know? Yeah. So that's kind of like what I, Again, I like what you guys are doing. I like the scoreboard and how that's moving. Like, 
I'm paying attention to the details of what you guys are moving on, and I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I think what helps, too, is that, like, um, well, for example, with Sonny and Alex, like, they go at each other a lot. Um, and sometimes yeah, you need fun. that. Sometimes you need, like, a little bit of, yep. like, the back and forth jabs. <laughs> um, I yep. feel like you do need someone that, like, is, like, the smart guy in the group. You need someone that's, like, the uh, the funny guy. And then you need, like, the guy that, like, everybody hates that, like... When people listen to the podcast, they're like, oh, man, I hate that guy. But, like, damn, he's so good yeah. at that. Like, you know, so um, we try to create some of that stuff. Because I think at the end of the day, comedy or some sort of comedic relief helps um, in not being too, oh, yeah. definitely, you know, definitely. especially if you can naturally um, vibe off each other with the comedy jabs. Um, I've heard a couple of pods where the comedy stuff's kind of forced. Like, they're just kind of, like, pretending to be funny with each other or joke on each other yeah. but it sounds like really badly timed or not great but that's funny you know what can you do that's funny you say that because yeah that's a uh, that's what i always catch on to again man i pay attention to the small details so like the small things that are being said and especially uh the way the conversation is being delivered it's some that's what really drives me to really come back and listen was it sound real it sound scripted sound like it was talked about is it more just look let's just go in and talk and then we'll figure out as we go mm-hmm. again like you said edit out and do all that other good stuff so to me yeah that's something that really makes it a good podcast man is the way it sounds and the way you guys deliver and you guys are doing a good job yeah. so. no and i i we we learned from sunny because he has his podcast with his cousin called the fox crate and that's supposed to be about vinyl um so it's like for people that like vinyl music, like not vinyl music, but like people that like our vinyl heads, like collectors and all that. And, um, you know, what Sonny tells me is he's like, yo, me and my cousin, we go on for like two, three hours recording. Oh, shoot. You got that? That's my, my cousin stuff. That's a 45? Or is that a 12 inch? Yeah, he made it. No, little... Oh, dang. That's legit, dude. Yeah, my cousin did it. He gave it to me when I went to go see him the other day. Did a photo shoot for him. He was like, here, bro. He like, makes music? It's a bunch of scratches and cool stuff. He's a DJ, man. He's pretty cool. Oh, that's dope, dude. I let you hear this. Yeah, so it's like uh, skip lists, phrases, and drums. So just a bunch of cool stuff on here, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to dub it into the to a digital copy. I'll send you <laughs> once I get it. Done. Yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah. Yeah, you said that, and I was like, I forgot I had that shit on my desk. <laughs> I was like, hey. The... Yeah, no, man. I mean, they threw yeah. a dope little vinyl event, man. I, I joined it via Zoom. So they played some vinyl and they basically sold it. And you basically just, you uh, kind of bid on it, like on the Zoom chat. It was pretty dope. I liked oh, it. Nice. And then like if the proceeds went to like, um, they went to like some charity and uh, it nice. was hosted by this uh, vinyl record store in Boyle Heights. Um, because they're really big oh, proponents nice. too on like supporting Latino businesses and, and trying to empower Latinos from, to just kind of like, you know, have platforms and all that and not just, you know, give money to the big corporations yeah. and all that. So it was one of those like si se puede type of events, but it was good. It was fun. I loved it. So that's fucking dope. Yeah, man. That's a the big part. I really want to take effect on. I saw my friend get on a, what is it? The Vogue LA magazine article. And I thought that was cool. And I saw you could like submit like who you think is dope. So I was like, fuck, I'm going to tell my girl to send mine so I could put mine. Cause I really want to affect like, the Hispanic community. I mean, I work a lot with my, my black brother, so all my, my black community is going to definitely be plugged in on that. But, like, there's not too many Hispanic people that, like, really go out there. And, like, no one really reaches out to me that's, like, of, like, a Hispanic race. Like, hey, I need help. I got one, well, the Salvadorian guy I work with, 
that did uh, Big Mama's uh, Kitchen to do the pupusas he does. Oh, okay. I did his stuff. I did a few of his videos. And then he even asked me, like, bro, I need you to do some more stuff. I've just been real busy, so I haven't been able to do yeah. it. But he's probably one of the few that, like, hey, bro, like, let me just give you a few. I can only give you this much amount. Like, can you help me out? And I'm like, yeah, bro, that's what we're here for. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. No, that's good, man. Like, I mean, I think it's it's needed. To me, that's really the, the cool part. Yeah, especially because a lot of Spanish, I know for sure a lot of Latino communities, like, they don't, like, a lot of them have business ideas, you know, food is a big one and yep. all that but like a lot of the marketing and kind of all that always comes off like it just always looks a little cheap and i think it's not Bro. because they mean for it to be that way it's more like they don't know how to make it better and they don't feel they yeah, have man, the resources I mean, to make it better so dude if gardeners took some dope ass photos of the lawns they cut and just put it on a cool like little like sheet kind of like a, a kind of like i guess like a flyer yeah but just handed it to the neighbors around. Like, look, we do all these houses. We do all this landscaping. Bro, if you put dope images to your work, people are going to be like, damn. And that was one of the biggest things that I, why I really wanted to attack that market in photography was more of the branding and uh, more of like, I guess, uh, product photos was, dude, like, when you see something that looks good, it, it really brings you in. Yeah, that's true. Like, mentally, like, it, it clicks. Like, man, it looks nice. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, I follow Peter McKinnon and all these cool YouTubers and I see what they do. And a lot of them recommend product. And I look at the product and I do massive research on it before I even think about buying it. But the certain ones that I see, I'm just like, bro, it already hooked me just from the images and the way it looks yeah. that I'm just going to buy it just for that reason. I'm not even going to look into the specs or why it's good. Yeah. Just the image got me so like, I need to have that in my hands yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> type of thing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that that's something I've always really looked. Uh, and got into and especially like what you're saying like I think that aspect of I want to say the Latino community has just been really missed out like there's so many creators out there and creatives and I feel like it's just missing that little extra push yeah. you know that that small part and it's funny because there's always a, a Latino or someone doing the photography like it made me laugh about that because I look at Nipsey's like George how he's there was there for Nip Hispanic dude and then I go down for uh, Matt Alonzo for game, Hispanic dude. And I was like, bro, what the fuck? Like, yeah. Like, we're, we've been there, you yeah. know, but no one really gives them the credit. Like, no one really look gives the time to look up, like, hey, who did those shoots? That's true. People, yeah. That, and that that's another thing, like, right now I've been working on is not really getting, like, uh, it's not about being upset about it. I guess it's just about really asking for that credibility when it's posted or when it's shared. Uh, because I think like as my girl being a special effects makeup artist and like watching her work done, like if you don't put who's behind that work, man, like how can that artist ever really feel like that joy of knowing like, hey, that's my work. So it's kind of that same concept, even if it's a small platform like Instagram, Twitter, or wherever you put it, like it's just that small credibility feels good when you see it reach that like 100,000 views, 100,000 likes, you know, 10,000 comments. You know, then people saw your stuff, so it kind of gives you yeah. like, and it don't even matter if people reach out to you. It's just to me, it's, I guess it's the mental state of mind of knowing like, man, the work's actually doing its job. The hard work we put in is actually doing what it needs to do to grab that attention. Yeah, that's true, man. No, I, I feel you, dude. Um, uh, I think that, uh, you know, I, I, I think that's why I admire when I listen to a podcast and at the end they do the credit reads. Yeah. It almost makes yep. me feel like, wow, that's so cool. I know that's such an old school thing to do. Like, it's almost like a radio broadcast thing to do where they're like, oh, to, you yeah. know, our our producers this week are blah, 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 <laughs> right? Because you're doing the producers for the week of the shows that they do. Um, yeah. 
but I, I, and I, I notice in radio, a lot of these uh, interview shows, they tend to do the credit, but I know that in podcasting, it's different. It's, they tend to just wrap it up and they just dip and that's it. But I think it's really admirable when someone does the ad, I mean, not the ad reads, but they do the credit reads and, and, um, I think it's really cool. Like I listened to Pivot. I was listening to Pivot earlier and she, she always, the the host, Karen always tells the other host, Scott, he's like, all right, Scott, read us out. And then basically it's her cue to yes. tell him, like, read the credits. And then he's like, today's show has been produced by blah, blah, blah. Our editor, our fact checker, our blah, 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 is so-and-so, our, edit, our engineer, yeah. so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's so cool. And I know that's ESPN dope. Daily does that every day. They're like, our producers have been, da, 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 da. And I'm like, that's so cool. Like, I wish more of them did that, but I know not all of them do because, you know, a lot of them just already <laughs> record it and they just send it to the guy that's going to edit it and that's it. They don't really think like, oh, wait, Chop you know it up, what I mean? Include that, so. Yeah. What was the name of that podcast? I was up. I listened to two of their episodes. They talked about the Content Cowboys and. Oh, yeah. That was um, um, California Love. Yeah, that one, bro. Like I saw that one here, like massive producers and like worker behind that yeah. whole thing. I was like, damn, we had a whole team. Like, yeah. I wonder it sounded so good. Like, but see, that kind of sound was really um, drew me to podcasting from the beginning, like that that true natural storytelling with the background noise matching what he's talking about. Yeah, those are narratives. Um, the, yeah, the small ad libs in the back where you could hear people like kind of re- reciting what he was saying already, like in that weird way. Like to me, I was like, damn, that's really good. And I thought this dude was like a solo team. So that's why I kind of listened to it. It didn't draw me away, but when I heard like the list on the end, I was like, "Bro, that's dope!" That they even gave a shout out to everyone that put. That's a lot of hard work. Yeah, no, like, and that made sense to me now at that time. Like, oh man, they did a lot of work to just even get that going. Yeah, no, um, that one, that one was done at my job, uh, because now we have the my job has a podcast network, LAS Studios, they call it. Um, oh, nice. Valentino is actually the engineer of that. He used to be a board op with us. He was on our team, and then he got hired over there which is the same company, basically just, they just moved them over to another department and he was the one behind it. So I saw those Pro 2 sessions and yeah, man, there were like four, 43, 50 files of little things that Damn. made up the all the atmosphere sounds, all the little, everything that you can think of is like all thought out and he had to like it's mix it hard, all down bro. and all that. So <laughs> it was some real work, dude. It's like literally like you're basically putting a film together and all that sound design and film. Yeah, I was about to you say know, that. that's like that's, a film edit, yeah. A lot of that is just sound design, so it was crazy. But yeah, he showed it to me. He showed me how he made the vocals, which helped me with, with our podcast because I got, he showed me nice. his tricks of how he compresses and EQs and, and that's yeah. what I apply with the stuff that we do and whatnot. So he, nice, he nice. showed me his tricks of how he gets it to sound the way it sounds and I was like, all right, cool, I'm gonna I'm I'm steal some of these. So um, yeah, but that 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 team they they definitely do a good job. Um, I know as of right now they're only doing like limited series type stuff, like where it's like six episodes, seven episodes, and it's usually just yeah. a story. Um, and I think that's the direction they want to go in right now. They don't really have like a continuous one where it's just like a. Yeah. I think they only have one that's well, continuous, it's, I, but it's not as yeah, well edited as like these. They're not heavy edited at least. It's more conversational stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, but I think the idea behind all that too is is cool. I think the. The t- uh, to me, it's kind of like a tease because you want to hear what's going to come next. So, yeah. Again, you don't want to give too much. Because personally, to me, even now, like we're about to be at, well, I started the recording a little late, but uh, 40 minutes. So it's like, to me, even that's still kind of like, damn, it's a little too long. Like how many people are really going to stay engaged with the conversation until this point? And there's only true people that really do stay engaged all the way. And, you know, to me, I can be that person when it's an interesting topic or, Again, if if it really engages with me and I can connect with it, so 
like the Compton Cowboy one was a good one and then Scared Straight right away. I was like, I'm gonna listen to this all the way through. Yeah. The rest of them I kind of skimmed through and was like, all right, cool, these are nice. But you know, like those two really like connected with me because it was more of what I was raised around, you know, like stuff that I could relate to. So and just the way that the everything came together on, on the soundboard, man, on that thing was like, fuck, man. Dudes did a really sick job, bro. Mm -hmm. They put that together really Yeah, it was well. all Valentino, man. He's he's a genius at that stuff. Yeah, he's man. He helped me edit one of the sports once too. He was like, "All right, to do this. To turn down his, turn down the bass here. Turn this to make make them bit high, <laughs> higher." He said, like, "Add some saturations, more saturation. All right, go even, go odd." And I'm like, "Okay." And then uh, Alex walks in. He's like, "Hey man, just FYI, Valentino helped me do this, and this is why you sound like this right now." And it's like, "Oh man, it sounds good." I was like, yeah. <laughs> "But yeah, now he's he's really good at that." That's and, awesome, um, bro. Yeah, I, I'm I'm hoping that you get to. Uh, I don't know what they have for the future pods because I think they released pretty much everything they have right now. I don't know what they have slated next. They haven't announced anything. Man, everybody knows people in Netflix. That shit, Netflix is everywhere, bro. I've learned that them dudes got like small connects in the best places. That's why they rock so hard sometimes, man. It's you know, it's funny that you mentioned that. I just like, finished listening to the six-part series called Land of the Giants. Um, season one was about yeah. Amazon and the rise of Amazon. It's a really good, it's like six episodes of just everything that came from the beginning in the late nineties as a bookstore to what it is now. Damn. And just like all the yeah. cool things about like it, because you get everything in two days and all the terrible things about it because the workers are like not in the best <laughs> conditions, but it, it, it's, it's really cool. Um, it, it was a good, it was good. It kind of exposes them a little bit. But season two was about Netflix and they called it the rise of Netflix. And it was, it's insane because yeah. it talks about Blockbuster in the beginning, how Blockbuster had the opportunity oh, wow. to buy them and they opted not to because they thought that they didn't need to. Um, yeah, because they thought it wasn't going to last. They, Everyone always does that, bro. It was the same thing with Apple, bro, with the iPod. It, that shit ain't going to last. Yeah. People don't want that shit. <laughs> That's your podcast. I mean, it's kind of with the podcasting too, though. Podcasting, same, bro. Like, no one wants to listen to podcasting. That's what radio's for. People don't like pod. No one knows what a podcast is. I'm like, man. I and I was before how big it got. Like, I was already on it, but I didn't know or, or didn't have the equipment to to withhold four or five mics or like I didn't know how to put together a, a team to sit down and really like coordinate yeah. something. Like, man, at that time, I wish I did because I'm like, fuck. But it had some cool stories that tell some that would have already probably been. You'd be like Joe Rogan, bro. Man, that dude. Yeah, his stuff is so simple and nice, bro. You can't beat yeah. that. And it's crazy because people see him now and they think that like he just became this like dude that just got picked up the past two years. That dude's been doing that show since 2009, bro. Like it's over 10 years. Bro. I did see the early episodes. You can find them on YouTube. The early, early episodes. They're using condenser mics. Yeah, yeah. You could see that they're like using conductor mics, the equipment so more like on the beginner side than it is now. Um, but yeah, man, yeah. I mean, it just, that's just what it is. And I think now with Rode putting out all these things like the pod mic, the Rodecaster, I mean, they're definitely trying to streamline it. Like, I don't know how we could get any easier for people to just do it man. without any excuses. But see, that's, you know? that's the crazy part. And I, I've learned that you saying that's a really good topic that I've always wanted to touch on uh, because everyone's so scared of getting involved in these markets because some of them are so easy to get like hit. Like anyone could buy a camera, start shooting, call themselves a photographer. That's always been my gist. And that's what scared me away when I first started. Cause I was like, fuck, I'm not that good. Like I can shoot, but I don't know what these guys, these guys are making things look phenomenal. And then to where I'm at now, I'm looking at it. Like 
I get people that message me on my Instagram, like, hey, bro, how'd you shoot this? Like, can you give me the specs and what you did? And I'm like, why are you asking me? Like, just average Joe, bro. Like, go look it up. Like, in my head. Yeah. These dudes don't know what I did to get that shot. So, they're trying to figure out, like, I was once. So, it looks easy and it feels easy at times to, like, oh, I could just buy a mic, you know, a recording device, the Rodecaster, or, mm-hmm. you know, my focus, right? And I could just connect to my garage band and make this happen, but. There's a lot more to the chemistry, the, the the way you build it, like there's the the way you like you you're saying the mixing. A lot of people don't do that. Yeah. Sometimes even like me, I do small uh, mixing on mine. I don't really go too in deep with it because I don't have like my Pro Tools anymore, and I don't really have. I think I have Adobe, but I don't really know how to use the Adobe Audition. Uh, Audition. That's what I'm recording on right yeah, now. Like I have it. Yeah, it's uh, I haven't had the time to really put my brain into learning it. So it's like fuck. Let me just throw it into like. Uh, something that I know is basic, which I have, I think Pro Tools 7 on my PC that I have my Windows PC and I just do a quick mix. I don't have none of my plugs on that shit. just the basic standard yeah. stuff. Like just get it in and out. Like I do it as fast as possible, but to the point where you want it to sound and be at a certain level, like you do got to know a lot more than just buying the equipment. So I think that's where it really starts scaring people. And again, that's also what puts people on the top 100 so fast is, some people just buy the equipment and just upload, but the content is so good. You know, the chemistry is so good in the conversations that you don't need any other shit because no one's really paying attention to it. Again, either because the face is behind it or just, again, the quality of content is so good that they're like, they're not even paying attention to what's actually going on yeah. on the audio yeah. side. So it's, it's, it's a battle on both sides and there's still a huge race that can be won. It's just about putting it out there and getting That's them. true, man. It's crazy because I just saw, I heard the story of the that podcast that took off the, the two girls. Um, it was on Barstool. Call her daddy. Uh, oh yeah, bro! I still don't know how that's up there. So to this day, I, I, I saw that a long time ago. I'm like, what is yeah, that? Yeah, right. And, and it was funny because I did see that it was like number two when they were together, and then I heard the beef that happened afterwards. And I was only one host. The other girl left. They had, yeah. they had a fallout. But like, I think. Obviously, I think because they were on bar stool sports, it helped in terms of like the audience. But I think yeah. if they just happened to want to just do the freaking, you know, FaceTime audio, they probably would have just been just as yeah. fine with the quality of that. As long as Barstool's audience was already oh, there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, obviously Barstool knowing what they do with podcasting, of course, they hooked them up with the studio and everything. But yeah. And- yeah. Her her audio is nice. Yeah, it was crazy. I don't know if you I saw I can't go through the whole episode, I, but I, I go to the beginning and I'm like, I damn, heard, she's good. I heard her 30-minute YouTube video that she did when the whole fallout happened. And she says that they, rec- oh, they really? record for like two hours. And then she's the one that stays up all night editing it on her own. Oh, shit. And she like cuts it down to like an hour or whatever because like they don't want to make it too long either. But like um, she just wants to get like the the best parts of the conversations in. Because she says that, like, uh, she says that's what makes the show great is that, like, there's no low moment. Like, there's no, like, down. Like, there's no moments where you zone out, you know? It's always, like, the hard-hitting yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, she edits all that out, but she spends hours doing that. So, um, Man, I think that's crazy. I think her being able to do that was a big help, too. So, that that's just a plus. Um, but like you said, man, most people don't do that, you know? Yeah, dude. And that that's the part, bro, that really, again, that space is out these cool and really good podcasts are in that top hundred and even top 200. Like you really got to put, it's it's not only the kind of just that chemistry, man, you got to have that. And then not only that, again, if the audio shit, 
As long as you can make the episode worth listening to, that's really what works. And like I said, that one, bro, I don't know how people listen to that shit, but they like it, man. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I mean, to each his own. I mean, people like it. I'm like, cool. Yeah. If hour and 11 minutes for last episode. This is crazy, bro. Top 63 episode right now. Oh, yeah. That's wild. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I mean, it's still top 100 to me. So I'm like, man, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. And I'm sure they, there's more pressure to it, too. I mean, they were getting paid a lot, though, too, bro. They were getting paid like half a mil. So it's crazy. Man, I wish, bro. I wish. <laughs> Imagine, bro, like getting paid half a mil just to like sit and talk to each other. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Man, that's just. But even the the Rogan deal that he got, he's been doing it for so long and they just signed him for that deal. Like, hey, yeah. Bro, now you got, now you got butted on his way out, dude. <laughs> That bro, when you send me that, that's insane. But he, I mean, I I expect that from Budden though. He's he's that he's that guy. Yeah, of course. Everywhere he of goes, course. Every, like the dude left the whole shady camp off some dumb shit. Like if you're willing to leave that, go build your own shit, and then you know eventually something's gonna go wrong. We're gonna be like, you left complex. Now you're here. And then I was like, I was waiting for this to boil over and him be like, fuck this. Yeah, and it kind of you know the thing that's the funny part is that I get that he has this like I don't care what people think of me. This is what I'm gonna say. Yeah. Um, but it's like, bro, it feels like there's this track record where at some point you get upset with the deal that you were given on all your companies. Yeah. And now, um, unfortunately, this is just kind of where we're at. Like, this is where you're at with this company. And uh, you either continue doing it or or you just don't. But like the fact that you go out and you air your frustrations, it just seems so cheap at this point. Like, it's like people don't care. And I think that's. Yeah, and I think for him, it's unfortunate that he has those kind of guys in his camp that I think feed him that that energy or th- that word of mouth. Like, bro, I think we could be making more on our yeah. own. Or like the concept of being like, hey, I think we could do this without the middleman. Like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm totally down for it. Like, if you could do it, do it. But yeah, when you make it, but again, he's always been about selling the drama. So no. He's going to go out there. He's going to spill his beans, talk his shit. So Yeah, he knows. He knows what he's it, doing. It fits his character. He knows the name of the yeah, game. Yeah. That's the terrible part about it. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> right. that's the crazy part that he knows all that. I, I did see the video today where supposedly he, it was a five minute video on YouTube that put, got posted a couple hours ago. Um, apparently Spotify responded. I think I saw it too. It was on Google's news. Did they? Oh, did they really respond? Supposedly, he talked about how uh, Spotify didn't like that he said what he said on the podcast, and that they offered him a deal that said that he was going to get paid way more. Or they put out a release saying, "Oh, we offered Joe Budden more money." Like, you know, he didn't really because he made it sound like they weren't going to offer him more money, but then they did. But then Joe Budden's yeah. argument against that was that yeah, they were giving me more. They were going to give me more money, but they were also going to ask me for more things. And that's where he didn't like. Well, yeah, bro, you can't <laughs> receive more cash without giving up more. So that was his thing. I mean, I, I guess he forgot how that works. I think, I think the Rogan thing, which is probably the straw that broke the camel's back, because um, it was kind of funny that he was, he yeah, was complaining the, about Gimlet being bought and all these, other, which I'm sure he wanted to mention all yeah. the other stuff too, like the Ringer being bought and like Joe Rogan coming on. But he didn't say all that because I think it would have came off like. You know, like, okay, we get it. You just don't like that. You're not the only exclusive guy Jealous, there. You know? <laughs> um, Michelle Obama's podcast yeah. is there now and all that. So it's like, I'm sure he just probably got bothered yeah, at they're giving them peanuts compared to what they're making. But it's like, well, dude, that's that's kind of how, oh, yeah. how do you think things play out, you know? Yeah, but again, that goes to, to have 
that camp though when you got people on your side nibbling at your your ear telling you that shit like hey man you know hey this is good but we could be doing better like they're paying this guy this much and i know people like that so i know that that feeling you know or even though we're making decent money i mean for them i'm it's a lot of money because to me that i don't have shit that they got so it's like for you to be complaining about that kind of cash flow on something so simple that you do anyways or you're gonna do anyways is, is a funny way to look at it to get upset and really go out there and burn that bridge but Hey man, he like again, he likes doing that. That's his that's his style. Who knows, man? Because yeah, what if what if in a couple of years Spotify becomes like the place for podcasts over Apple? You know, um, is that I still feel yeah. Apple is a place that everyone caters to, but like you, you're you're yeah, seeing Spotify a- put out all these celebrity pods like and all that, and you're like, whoa, what's going on here? You know, and I know their criticism. Yeah. The criticism that- they've received is that like they're not paying musicians like good money yeah. <laughs> but somehow they're acquiring podcasters and paying podcasters millions of dollars you know for a podcast so <laughs> it's crazy and that's the other part too because i know uh spotify when they moved to la i was actually i had interviewed at their office in was it somewhere in, in los angeles i forgot the streets but somewhere by the sony uh, uh basically so uh, all the sony production uh, warehouses I remember I went in there, did the interview, and these dudes were barely building. Like, they were barely getting their stuff going. I was like, damn, this is crazy. Yeah. They were telling me how they were moving from uh, New York to L.A., and he was just giving me this spill. And I showed him all the work that I did already, but he was like, man, I really need you to be, like, a little more handy with the the high-end cameras. And I was like, damn. Like, that at that time, I was like, nah, I don't got nothing that, you know, that relevant in my in my gear. And he was just like, well, you know, just come back, hit me up. And I, I still talk to him. He's a cool guy. Uh, so definitely uh, to see how they are now. I always text them like, man, you guys are still taking down the podcast game really hard. And he said that's really what they're looking for right now in Spotify is because, I mean, Apple's always had that crown, but Spotify is becoming like that platform. Yeah. Kind of like the, the Instagram of podcasts where here's where you need to go to find it for the best stuff. Yeah. When when I got the RSS feed for the sports pod, um. I submitted it to Apple, Google, and Spotify. And all out yeah. of all three, Spotify was the first one to be like, you're officially now on the podcast yeah. list. Like, you know, I was like, what the heck? And it made me think like, what's going on here? Like, why are they making it too easy to jump on? You know, Apple took the longest yeah. out of all three. Apple was like, was like a week later or whatever. It's like, dude, we're already like, <laughs> you know, all, everything we have up is already old news, you know? Um, yeah, I got like, Three, six episodes up, man. What y'all doing? Yeah. It's like oh, another sports pod. <laughs> now, yeah, it's a, definitely a crazy uh, world to jump in. And uh, that's another whole topic, man. That's, man, that's something else. Yeah. No, it's crazy, man. But I, I could see, like you're saying, man, Spotify is definitely gunning for that spot for podcasts. And I think they realize they make more money off of it, probably. So, yeah, and it, it makes more sense, though, because it's shocking a lot of people. I mean, I, I use Spotify limitedly because I have my Apple Music. So, like, I use it for podcasting and all the other cool stuff, like certain albums that I like to hear. Their mixes are actually, like, their shuffles are a lot better than what I have on my Apple. So, I fuck with them on that. But, like, when I go places and I see everyone always like, oh, bro, like, did you hear the song? And I'm like, oh, yeah, let me see. And every time, bro, it hasn't failed me yet. I see someone open the Spotify app. And I'm like... In my head, I'm just like, y'all still, like, in my eyes, I'm like, y'all still have Spotify. Like, I've been having Apple Music for about, since it came out. So I'm like, and my eye always, I kind of, my brow raises. I'm just like, that's weird because I've been using Apple Music for so long. And now I'm just like, 
realizing that Spotify has a is really that competitor with them for have to have a big percentage of my friends really only use Spotify versus Apple Music. I'm like, yeah. man, that's that's pretty. I haven't cool. used Apple Music, dude. I still get the I still have that three month trial. Every time I pop it open, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm waiting for, and it. I'm like, man. But then it's like Should I'm scared I, I, that I might like. I think it. I got six months, bro. I think I got a six month code somewhere in here, bro. I bought so much Apple product. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm always. Thinking I always like, get like three months, six months. Yeah, I'm always thinking I'm gonna like like it too much, and then just be like, yeah, just charge my card, it's fine. Um, but I, I am. Yeah, it's so good, man. Like at least for I me. am curious to know like the, <laughs> like, the comparisons in terms of like uh, user, like how how it works for the user compared to Spotify, because I only know Spotify. Um, at my job, yeah. they used to have Napster. Um, but then somehow it ran okay. out because I just opened it one day and it was like, hey, you, your credit card's not updated or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, for me, the reason it's so dope, I mean, you could do this with Spotify too. So it's not a big deal. Not like it's a big comparison, but it's just the fact that it's on all my applications everywhere. As soon as I upload or log into my Apple ID, I don't got to do any extra. You know, I don't got to download the app. It's already there. Apple TV. Um, my HomePod plays it, and my iMac or my Mac Mini, whatever I have on, is already just there. Like, it's just simplified for me, and it it looks similar, so I don't have to like okay, like I for me, not that the Spotify app looks different than what it does on the computer either. It's just for me, it was just that that simplicity that they made it. When I at that time, I was kind of like falling off of Spotify because I didn't like the way certain things were looking. I was like, man, the way the, the playlists are looking, I was like, I got to go here, then go here. Yeah. I was like, nah, that, that's too much for me. Uh, eventually, Apple actually imitated that too because now you have to do the same thing. But overall, I think it's just that simplicity of having it all on my devices and my brothers and I all have it so he could share his playlist with me. Same thing with Spotify, but it's just for me, it's just easier for them to do it when it, we're already in a group. I don't got to go like open another app or have it organized somewhere else. I guess, like you said, once you've been accustomed to using it, it's kind of just sits into your your style of music or whatever. Yeah, that's you true, to, man. Your, your choice of, of of casting. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty old school though. I can still just like listen to someone's album. You know, I know that they try to highlight yeah. playlists a lot, which I think is cool. Yeah, I like making my own playlist. So a lot of the playlists that yeah. are on my list are like the stuff that I made. Um. Just because I guess I get really picky with certain songs. So sometimes they have like a, let's say like the hardcore hip hop playlist or whatever. And it's all this like underground rap. Yeah, yeah. There might be a song I don't like in that list. And I'm just like, I don't want that one on there, but it's not my playlist. So I can't remove yeah. it. <laughs> so then I'll, I'll just have my own version where it's like everything I like, I just like. And I think what it was is because I, I used to have, I, uh, when I had Spotify free for a long time, I made sure all my shuffle, because yeah. you can only play everything in shuffle. That it was just everything that I liked. So it made me, force me to get songs that I wanted on there. But then I could listen to someone's album too. I don't trip out on that. I don't, you know, I, I know that they try to yeah, push yeah. playlists, but I'm like, uh, like, did this person, like, yeah, Nas' new album, you know? I like listen to the whole thing. I, think I didn't want to like, just put it in a shuffle playlist and what song, the hot song, put it on this list. Not one of your top to bottom. Yeah. So. And that's, I think, the other cool part about it is, uh, I don't know if Spotify has a community share like Apple does where like everyone who has an account kind of like a Facebook. Yeah. No, I don't think they, like Apple has. I don't think they do that. Yeah. Apple has that where like you could log in and see your, all your friends like 
if I see one of your playlists and you share it publicly, I could go snag that off you and put it on my playlist. Oh, yeah. I seen that they're public. You can search playlists and they pop up. So the thing with Spotify, notice that um, if you're on the desktop Spotify, you can yeah. see your friends on the side and it'll tell you what they're listening to. If they're currently listening to something at that moment, it'll tell uh, you like okay. this yeah. song by this person is they're playing from this album or from this playlist. And then you can click on it. And that's about nice, it. Nice, nice. But on the app, you get none of that. It's literally, you, you're only, okay. everything's just about you. So you don't know what your friends are listening yeah. to or nothing. You don't know. So. Yeah, see, that's a that's a big gap then. Because, yeah, on the on Apple, you could do that on your phone. Like, I could go check. So there's like a social aspect Two, to three it. other friends out to see what, yeah, like, what are they fucking with? Like, what do they have? What are they play? What they recently play? And then what are their main playlists that they've been listening to? And then you could scroll through and pick at them and like. Those you can edit and mess with too. So I like that because you could just add it to your personal playlist and then kind of function with like delete stuff you don't like and then put your own stuff. I think that's, that's dope, really dude. Cool. Yeah, no, I think the share button. Yeah, the, the share button for Spotify is just a simple share like to Twitter, to Facebook, to Instagram. Uh, I think the okay, only thing they did it, is that now with Instagram, they added it. So you could put it on the story and it comes off like with a little album cover. Oh, yeah. Um, and some artists, yeah. I think they do, they go over, they do the extra and they make like some like a uh, GIF. Like it's like a GIF video that plays over and over on a loop. So when oh, they yeah. share it on Instagram story, it plays that video on a loop. So it looks more interactive. But ideally, you're just sharing the song. Um, but yeah, okay. that's that's pretty much as much as I know. I know that the API on, on Spotify is a lot of people like it more because they're more friendly towards sharing with other platforms. Um, but they don't have that social aspect to it where you can share like a song that you want on your feed so that your people can hear like, oh, this is what I'm listening to. Instead, what it does is if you're listening yep. to Nas's album, I can see it on the side on the desktop that that's what you're listening to right now because it'll have the little green bars going up and down. Nice, nice. That's cool. I don't think Apple has that on. I think they do have it on the desktop, but I don't think it looks as similar to that. Yeah, especially because now uh, Apple split uh -huh, iTunes and now it's only Apple Music the app and the podcast app is its own thing now. Yep. I thought that was funny too. Yeah. I saw the news about that. They oh were yeah. See, do look that. It. it was weird. I haven't, I haven't opened it yet. So it's barely asking me to like, take it. I add my phone. Oh, okay. I see that. That's dope, dude. So like I could follow Richie, which about to see what he's up to. And then I'll follow like, my friend Trey, like basically anybody. on. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Your contacts. Like my girl. Let's see. Keith. So you can just like go through a list and see who's there and then hit next. And then you could do choose to follow people you approve. Yeah. And then you can do all that. And then like it'll just show here like the playlist and cool stuff. So like it's dope, man. Like, so these are the playlists I want to show off. Like I get to pick if I want to hide them all. Oh, that's cool. Put them all on. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So that's dope, man. Like it's a it's a cool little platform. I, I tried it for a while, but then I turned it off because I was like, that's crazy, bro. They can see everything I'm listening to. Like, damn, I don't want people to know I'm sad. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm listening to sad music yeah. today. They're like, oh, damn, strong Jose is dude. Yeah, on Spotify, you can click on, like, when you, like I said, like when you see the people on the side, you can click on that person and it'll pull up their profile. Yeah. And on their profile, if they have any public playlist, you can view their public playlist. If they put them on private, you can't. Uh, but like, it has it, but it's a little bit extra. Like, they don't tell you those things. You you have to, like, kind of just mess around and you find oh, okay. out, like, oh, I, this is how I know you like this music or this is how I know you like this kind of music or whatever. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. That's that's crazy, man. 
That's a cool. That's a whole again. That's a whole different realm, bro. Those two battles of the, of the Giants. Right yeah, there. I kind of always wonder how uh, it's gonna play out because I know Spotify is going in on podcasting, um, and I just feel like I don't know. Like that's a different thing. That's no longer music anymore. So it seems like yeah. they're okay with. I think as long as they keep pushing it the way they're doing it, um, because they are to a video concept, they're trying to turn it. Well, I, I know when I was took that interview, that's what he was telling me they were working on how to make it like a video content based place so you don't get hooked on YouTube. You could just watch it all in yeah. one place. Uh, I thought that was a good idea. So, I mean, I don't know if they made that fully available yet, but I know well, that's Rogan's a, podcast a coming concept that starting they next do. year will only be on Spotify, including the video. Okay. Yeah. See, so they were waiting to, for something so, big. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. Because I remember that was one of the big, that was one of the news pieces. Um, one of the points on that story of his deal was that like they were like, Oh, like, so he's going to basically leave YouTube as well. Um, to be with yeah. Spotify exclusively. That sucks, cause that's a, um, such a big, uh, extra money income. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's also because I think, you know, now we're seeing podcasts be part of a video component to it, you know, where it's like the hosts are like, you know, in a table from each other and they have a shot. Yeah. And then it's like one, and then there's like another camera and another camera, and then they just kind of they film it. Like, like yeah. but that's funny you say that, that. You know, it's crazy you say that because that's what people think what an actual podcast is, is when you have a video and audio. I'm like, oh man, like, that's <laughs> extra, man. That's just the artist doing a lot more for you as a as a fan, like, and as a listener, like they're going overboard just to give you that content. That's not like normal. Like that's a little more high budget podcast yeah so. and the thing is like yeah and see that's the thing like yeah. we we talk about with the sports about trying to add a video component especially because right now we're just doing these zoom calls but then like the thing is like yeah. our webcams are not great the phone cams like not that amazing and then to record on all that it seems like a lot and then like you know um i forgot i was talking to a co-worker and they were like oh like you could probably get like a gopro camera and just clip it or something but then yeah. it feels like a lot of work, you know, because I have to like match up the audio and then it just feels like a lot. Yeah. And then it's like we're trying to turn it around fast. It's lot, and man. it's like, unfortunately, we don't have, you know, the freaking brilliant idiots podcast or a budget to like yeah. hire like someone that can turn it around and all that. So and then at the same time, like, I know it's a lot of work. Yeah, so man. it's just like oh, this is this, this is a lot. So I was like, let's just stick to just the audio part for now and uh, we'll go from there. Um, but like you said, it's definitely yeah, yeah. a huge like I totally get why you would do it. And I totally understand that yet yeah, it would make you look more serious in terms of like your fans being like, Oh wow. Like, you know, but then like you said, it misinterprets yeah. the idea of what it is. And a lot of people like having that face to the voice too. That's a, another big thing about it. Yeah. So No, that's true, man. And I totally get that, but it's, it just seems like a lot. Then you have to think about the lighting, you have to think about the setting. And now you're now thinking about yeah. like, Oh, where you're going to film at, you know, how nice it's going to look background you know all that yep. stuff matters i mean you were seeing it right now with like um just regular tv shows you know i was watching i've been watching yeah. clips of Deezus and Mero right on showtime on youtube and it's like you could tell because now they have to do it from home like they now have background so you know you know yeah. Deezus had <laughs> you gotta light it up make it yeah so cool. they have the lighting Deezus has his shoe collection behind him to make it look like cool Mero has his like Dominican flag <laughs> and like, you know, all this other stuff. And he's trying to do this, like, like they're both putting things behind them that represent who they are. And that's just kind of what they're doing. Yep. And um, I noticed that uh, Joe, was it Fat Joe all of a sudden now is doing like these conversations on IG Live? 
Oh yeah. And then like he has like a Jordan yep. shoe or some different Nike shoe that's just <laughs> randomly on the table because he's trying to. On the, yep. He's just some kind of set. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because like that looks that looks bad. Like you should totally just get someone to help you with the real thing. You know, you just put a shoe, a random shoe on a table, <laughs> yeah. dude. That doesn't. I don't know. But yeah. Just put Jimi Hendrix like on my mic. Just stand him here. Like, fuck it. <laughs> For no reason, just glue him to the mic. Like, hey. I, I mean. Everyone's just trying to like catch up with uh, that whole realm, which I mean, it, again, the, the wave's been hitting. It's just to see now people actually paying attention to it means that there's there's a lot of money involved. So that means it's good to jump on it now and get involved, and hopefully, you know, watch your your good projects take off to a to a good place, so you can make at least something from it and just keep keep those bills paid and keep everything. Yeah, not for sure, man. I mean, I I dig the podcasting thing because it's it's fun. It's it's relatively cheap to do. And I mean, the only yeah. thing you are spending is your time outside of the gear you bought. I mean, but once you buy the gear, your gear yeah. is yours. But like outside of that, it's just your time. And um, yeah. I think that's kind of pretty relatively low cost compared to, you know, um, other stuff that people pursue, especially the music production and all that. Because, you know, yeah. Um, just take rapping, for example. I mean, you could buy the gear, but if you don't know how to mix, you got to find someone that's going to mix it for you. If you don't know how to yeah. make beats, you got to find that's someone true. to make beats for you. So those are constant things you're thinking yeah. about in, in terms of budget. Every time you want to do a song, do you have a beat? No, I don't have a beat. Okay, do I make a beat or do I buy a beat? You know, do I yeah. mix my stuff or do I hire someone to mix it? And that's every single song. Whereas a podcast is just like, yo, we just yeah. hit record, we roll. And then we fix it and post and Just that's it, you know, and we pu- publish and that's it, you know? Yeah. That's funny, man. You say that. I'm telling you, man, there's a, it's a crazy world. Uh, a lot of people don't know about still. So, I mean, they know about it. They just don't know how to get involved with it. I mean, happy to be a part of it. Definitely. It's uh, something cool to, to still mess with and have that, that passion for Yeah, man. Oh shit. My mic's over here. Oh no. I have that, the ducking on right now. So it like cuts off if I'm not talking right into oh, it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I like it, but sometimes it's yeah. like, yeah. It helps when I like have a fan on or something in the background to help cut out the extra Oh, that's noise. cool. That's cool. Yeah, usually I'll apply a gate uh, fil- uh, a gate plug-in on, on my stuff in post-production, oh, nice. like where it just cuts out. Like it, it ducks you in and out and stuff. It's pretty fun. Well, yeah, man. A pleasure, man. We definitely got to do it again. Um, yeah, man. Let's let's break down some more stuff next time and uh, maybe uh, shoot some topics to each other so we could come on uh, a little more. Yeah, for sure. All right, brother. All right, bro. Good talking to you, man. You too, bro. Have a good one, man. Take care. Peace.